Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 164, Cling to God's Promises with All Your Heart. Wow. We have spent a lot of time on this podcast in the life of young David of Israel. And today we get to celebrate with him the claiming and the fulfillment of one of God's greatest promises in the life of David. Some of you, this might be your first time listening with us. We walk through the Bible. We've walked through the book of Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, and now 2 Samuel. And we have, most of the time, taken bite-sized chunks of God's Word and talked about them, not to do an exhaustive Bible study by any stretch of the imagination, but to do an overview that, Lord willing, will encourage you to dig into God's Word. Because every story in God's word has application to our lives. I know that there's a possibility that we might have people listening to this podcast who have yet to engage in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're just curious. You're just like, I don't know what this Christianity stuff is. And I just want to try to figure it out. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And I pray in this very moment that the God I serve will open up your spiritual eyes and ears, that he will give you his attitude towards sin, that he would release you to believe and he would transform you into a shining example of your his grace and mercy. And I am trusting that God will do just that in your life today. So, David. David was a young man, more than likely mid-teens, when the prophet Samuel came to visit David's daddy, Jesse, and David's brothers. So David was out doing what he was supposed to do. He was out watching over his sheep. And you will probably remember the story where the prophet Samuel initially looks at the oldest and looks with human eyes, as we all do, as we all have a tendency to do, let's put it that way. And he looks at the oldest and says, he must be the one. And God says, no, Samuel, you've got to remember that I look at the heart. And as I go through, I think there were six of them. And thankfully, Samuel was not one to do what so many of us do. And that is to settle for what his eyes could see. And he looks at Jesse and says, you know, do you have any other sons? And Jesse says, yes, the youngest, he's out watching over the sheep. And Samuel says, we'll bring him. And this is 1 Samuel 16. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. 
And the Lord said, This is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. And so there's significance in what Samuel did on so many levels. But the level we are talking about today was the anointing of David on that day. It signified to David and to his family members that he would be king of Israel one day. And so I want you to think from the perspective of a 15-year-old boy. And you, you know that this is a promise that God has given to you. But you have no idea when this is going to come to fruition. He knows that King Saul is king of Israel at this time. And what we're going to do today is we're just going to take a walk through scripture. So you're going to hear me flipping pages. We're going to take a little walk through scripture and talk about some of the experiences that David had walking from the initial promise that he would be king of Israel until at age 30, the final fulfillment of that promise. I want you to think in your own life, when have you had a promise from God? It may be that it was one that you felt God had you claim from his word, or it may have been one that God spoke directly to you and told you this is going to happen. I want you to think about that in your life. I want you to think about how long was it between the promise and when you saw the fulfillment of the promise come to pass. For some of you, you may not have seen the fulfillment yet. Possibly you have been praying for loved ones. You have been praying scriptures such as I did for my parents oh so many years ago. I prayed based upon God's word because it says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. And I prayed that on behalf of my parents. And you may be praying that for loved ones. And to this point, you have not seen the fulfillment of the promise. This podcast today is for you. You may be somebody who received a promise from God and you saw the fulfillment, but that was so long ago that you really have not been claiming God's promises. You may not have been in the same tight situation and you may have forgotten just how faithful God was in those days. I hesitated in that moment because this is becoming very emotional for me. Because as human beings, if you have someone 
who makes you a promise and you claim that promise so let's say that you have a father and he says we're going out to lunch at alexander's on sunday after church and when sunday afternoon comes you're expecting to do what you're expecting to go to alexander's for lunch after church and if he doesn't fulfill that promise you take that very seriously and that's just a simple example but we have the god of the universe which is different than us just humans we can make promises and sometimes we can't keep them not even because we want to get out of them but because we don't have the ability to maybe there was an accident maybe something came up and it's not possible to do that but we have promises from the god of the universe that are available to us as christ followers how many of them are you claiming right now on behalf of yourself on behalf of others that you know one that i have claimed so many times is that god heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds and as i speak this very moment in my mind, I am claiming that on behalf of one of my friends who is brokenhearted at this very moment, who has been through a tremendous amount. I claim that for her sake. Our weekly assignment feature is, which promise of God do you need to cling to with all your heart? That's what I'm challenging you today. As we see the fulfillment of God's promise in the life of King David, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to realize that a promise and the fulfillment of the promise do not necessarily come at the touch of a microwave. As in, the promise comes and the fulfillment is right there and you don't have to wait. One of the things that I was, as I was flipping through, just looking over, just some of the events that happened in David's life. David, as a 15-year-old boy, good young man that he was, was not prepared to be king of Israel. And in the 15 or so years between the promise and the fulfillment, God was working in this young man to prepare him for the responsibility and I want you to think about if there are promises of God that are outstanding in your life I want you to just ponder this thought how are you using the time to prepare yourself to be the person of the promise maybe you are clinging to the promise for god to provide for your needs and yet at the moment you haven't seen him fulfill that in the way that you anticipate 
Well, number one, you might want to open up your eyes and ask him to show you how he is already providing and how he might be preparing you in the midst. In between the promise and the fulfillment, we will have many temptations to, number one, just think that we must not have heard God right. That, That really, he didn't promise it. To try to fulfill the promise ourselves because God must have forgotten. Now, we, we don't want to say that out loud, but that's how we act. I keep thinking of Abram and Sarah, where God had promised to make Abram the father of many nations. And he and Sarah hung on to that promise for quite some time. But they decided that they were going to help God because obviously God couldn't do it himself and they were going to help him and they just made things much, much, much worse. Instead of waiting on the Lord to accomplish his purpose, not only in the situation, but in them. As we look at the life of David, I want you to think about How is God working in the time to prepare you for the fulfillment of the promise? How many times have you been tempted to jump ahead? How many times have you jumped ahead and you have ended up with second best or third best or whatever it may be, or just made a mess? David didn't do everything right in that 15 so years. David did a lot right, but David struggled at times. He questioned whether he was going to live through that time period and that he would ever be king or he would even be alive. May God open up our spiritual eyes and ears to see, number one, that we serve a promise-keeping God that all God's promises are yes in Christ Jesus. And may we cling to the promise in a way that we would cling for our lives. And may God use the time to make us into the people we need to be to prepare us to live in that promise. The Israelites waited how many years to get into the promised land? And God used that time to prepare them. But sadly, because of choices that they made, they made the time between the promise and the promised land much longer than it needed to be. Okay, so David was anointed, and David gets the opportunity to serve in the court of the current king of Israel, that being King Saul, and he gets to use his giftedness, and and this starts out very well. He's playing for the king because he has musical talent. He's playing for the king, and 
and he he gets the opportunity to be in the palace so he gets kind of to see how things are working like this looks like a good thing this looks like hey I, I i might see the fulfillment of this promise and and have some idea of what's going on I, i'll just kind of hang out here and and kind of learn kind of the mentorship the on the job training at some point we have the most famous story in the life of David, that being David and Goliath, where this young man, he, he hangs on to the Lord of Heaven's armies and he stands up against the giant Goliath and Saul recognizes this achievement. I mean, again, this is another momentous occasion for David where it seems that he's moving forward toward the fulfillment of the promise because not only has he had opportunity to be in Saul's kingdom, but now he's had opportunity to be in battle and he's gotten recognition. The people are noticing him. Saul is very, very pleased with him. But that doesn't last for all that long because Saul becomes jealous of David. It didn't take very long at all for David's walk to the fulfillment of the promise to become a very rocky road. And of no fault of his own, David is just doing what he needs to do. He is he's being a loyal servant in the house of the king. But Saul gets the green eyes. And from that point forward until Saul dies, which is maybe about, well, yeah, somewhere in the ballpark of 10 years, David's life is in danger. David is on the run. David has the friendship with Jonathan, Saul's son, but he has to run away because of fear for his life in between the promise and the fulfillment you may run across all sorts of challenges that will cause you to believe that there's no way that this is going to turn out well makes me think of henry blackaby's experiencing god back in the day going through that and talking about when you are seeking to follow God and, and to listen to his voice and to walk into his purpose, you will encounter a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. And David encountered many of those over the years. He ended up going into Philistine territory. He had temptations during that time where he had the opportunity to take out King Saul Saul was right there, and at least twice, David had the chance to kill him. So he could have brought about the fulfillment of the promise on his own and not waited on the Lord's timing. But he talks in each of those times about how he would not touch the Lord's anointed. Like he has such respect for God and for God's timing and for God's plan. David spent a lot of time during the waiting time in the enemy territory. Now, that was not something that was specifically called out by God. 
David felt like if I stay anywhere in Israel, I'm dead man. And so we see, we see many times during the during the wandering years that we don't see David asking God, where do you want me to go? We see him making choices on his own. While you're waiting on the promise, you may very well be tempted to just make do and not rest in Christ, but to seek refuge in other things, other people. David spent many years in Philistia, even becoming very high up in their military. And it could have been absolutely disastrous because David and his men were scheduled to fight in the battle in which Saul and Jonathan and two of Saul's other sons were killed. But I think it's that God intervened, but we know that the Philistines said, no, we're not taking him with us. And David wasn't pleased with that, but God used that. And then David finds out that Saul has died. And at that point, he probably thought that that would be hey, the promise is going to be fulfilled. And it was a partial fulfillment of the promise. We had a podcast on that specific lesson in the fact that sometimes we don't see the fulfillment of the promise all at once. Sometimes we may see it in increments. We may see a little bit of sunlight coming through. And David was named king of Judah. And Ishbosheth one of Saul's sons was named king of Israel. And so this goes on for about seven years until we make it to this day in the life of David where David is finally crowned king of all Israel. 2 Samuel 5, 1 through 5. Then all the tribes of Israel went to David at Hebron and told him, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, when Saul was our king, you were the one who really led the forces of Israel. And the Lord told you, You will be the shepherd of my people Israel. You will be Israel's leader. So there at Hebron, King David made a covenant before the Lord with all the elders of Israel, and they anointed him king of Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years in all. He had reigned over Judah from Hebron for seven years and six months, and from Jerusalem he reigned over Israel and Judah for 33 years. What do you think was going through David's heart and mind as he stood up to be sworn in, for lack of a better way to put it, as the king of Israel. Considering how the book of Psalms is written and the emotion that David shows in those Psalms, remember he's a man after God's own heart. What do you want to bet that David had some tears? What do you want to bet 
that David took a little walk down memory lane, just like we did, but looking in at more detail of how God had brought him from the promise to the palace. As you look at your own life, which promise of God do you need to cling to with all your heart? And if you say, well, I've not been claiming any promises. Why not? <laughs> I mean, God issues some that are direct, that are individualized. But God, in his scripture, has spoken promise after promise after promise after promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he will provide all of our needs, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that if we ask anything in his name, he will give it to us now. Got to remember, take the whole whole of context of Scripture that God will accomplish through our prayers according to His will. Don't just say, "Oh, hey, I claim a Ferrari and, and expect that that's going to happen." You're probably not ready for one of those. But how about you take some time and just just look at the promises of God. Just type into Scripture. The promises of God. There are so many lists out there. Some of them are divided up by different specific areas of life. And, and start claiming God's promises in your life. And just see how God prepares you for the fulfillment of the promise. How would the lives of those around you be changed if you were claiming the promises of God for them. You know, as I sit here, I'm looking at the pictures of three people who mean the world to me. And there will never be enough time and I will never be focused enough to claim every promise of God for them, but I've claimed plenty. Because that's my responsibility. To claim the promises of God in their life. That he will grow them in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. That they will come to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love their neighbor as themselves. That they will live lives worthy of the gospel, pleasing him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of him, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious night, so that they might have great endurance and patience and joyfully give thanks to the Father, for they share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. That they will be able to overcome temptation when temptation is around them. That they will seek the Lord with all their heart and cling not to the things of this world. To store, that they will store up treasures in heaven. 
where they cannot be destroyed. And on and on and on the story goes. Claim the promises of God for yourself. Claim the promises of God for those around you. And cling to those promises with all your heart. And when adversity comes, keep clinging. When good days come, keep clinging. Cling to the promises of God. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start walking with David. David's going to have some good days. David's reign in Israel were the golden years of Israel. From a military standpoint, it was a high time for the people of Israel. But you probably know what's coming. David doesn't always make the wisest of decisions. David doesn't always make the wisest of decisions with his eyes, with his body, with his power, with his family. Absolutely. We're going to find out that just because he had had God's heart, that he was a man after God's own heart, that he doesn't always follow the Lord, his God, with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. Neither do we. So let's walk through David's life. This David who had experienced the fulfillment of what he probably thought at that time to be the greatest promise that God could give to him, that he would be king of Israel. But David having no idea that the greatest promise of all time would come through him. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got any questions, reach out to me at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. We have our Facebook group, Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. Information is down in the show notes. For the hidden episodes, the link is down in the show notes. And just remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm-hmm.